Gospel of Luke. And I'm going to share this word. We're not going to hold you long. We thank God for those of you who are being patient with us. So much is uh, happening this week and even in my own life, so much is going on. But I thank God for the privilege of being able to stand in this place and bring the word of the Lord to the people. Let me tell you something that no matter what you're going through, find something to be grateful about. Amen, because God is certainly a good God. And when we say that, we don't say that lightly. When we say that God is good, amen, we're talking about good on a whole nother level. God's good is not like man's good. Amen, God's good is, I'm telling you, he's inherently good. Uh, that there's nothing about God that is bad. He is good. Uh, and I want you to know that he intends good for your life. Uh, his plan for you is good, and I'm just believing the Lord that he will uh, uh, be with you and strengthen you and bless you in this hour as we are moving through. Luke chapter 5, and I'm going to share this word with you tonight. I'm going to just share a few points with you, a few lessons, if you will, from Luke chapter 5 to encourage your hearts tonight. Uh, Luke chapter 5, and I'm going to uh, just read a few verses here. Uh, Luke 5, verses 1 through 7. Luke 5, verses 1 through 7. Gracious God, as we come before you tonight, we thank you again for the privilege of being able uh, to come and uh, to join together as we study out of your word. We ask that you would once again breathe on us. As we're in this moment, we've come because we want your name to be glorified. And we as a people want to be edified through your word. And I thank you tonight that you're going to make that happen. And not only tonight, whenever this word is heard, I thank you that you're going to allow it to get out and to go forth and to be a blessing to somebody's life. May we leave this mount of privilege knowing that we have been in your presence and may our lives be better for it. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, amen. Go ahead if you will, if you've not already done it, share this word tonight so that saints everywhere can be blessed by the word of the Lord. Go ahead, share it, get it out there. Negativity is everywhere, but God is doing a new thing in the hearts of his people, and I'm so glad tonight to be a part of it. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and we have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships 
so that they began to sink. We thank God for the reading of his word. I want to talk tonight about discerning the heart of God. I want to talk about discerning the heart of God. And in particular, I want to talk about discerning the heart of God towards his people. Discerning the heart of God towards his people. I really want you to get that, and I'm going to add that in there, discerning the heart of God towards his people. Now, now tonight I want to uh, talk about this because discerning the heart of God is a necessity of this hour. And I really want to talk about what we are uh, addressing here as we talk about discerning the heart of God. Uh, I am, I'm tonight uh, wanting us to think about uh, what is the intention of God towards his people. Uh, that, that, that every now and then we have to stop and consider what the desire of God is towards his people. What is it that God wants to do in our lives? How is it that God views his people? Uh, when we talk about discerning the heart of God, that is what we are talking about. Really, what is the desire of God towards his people? What is it that God is up to? What is it that God uh, desires when it concerns us, his children? Now, now those uh, questions tonight I want to entertain in this text. And I want to do it because sometimes religion and man-made perspectives and even human ideas have a way of misrepresenting the heart of God towards his people. Let, let me say that again. I said sometimes religion, man-made perspectives, human ideas have a way of misrepresenting the heart of God towards his people. See, see, the word of God reveals to us the heart of God towards his people. And it is very important that we get grounded in the word of God so that we can sufficiently know the heart of God towards us. Now, I want you to know this because the enemy wants you to have a misguided view about God. The enemy wants you to have a misguided view about God. But not only does the enemy want you to have a misguided view about God, the enemy wants you to have a misguided view about the intentions of God towards you. This is important because, as I said, we are constantly being bombarded by uh, religious ideas, by uh, human wisdom, by man-made mindsets concerning who God is and what God wants to do concerning humanity. But let me tell you tonight, God's word gives you a clear perspective of the mind of God towards his people. I want you to hear me tonight by the spirit of God because if the enemy can uh, cause you to have a misguided view about God, then it hinders the way you approach God. It hinders your dealings with God and God wants you to know him according to his word. 
This is important here because when you sometimes listen to religion and man-made ideas, you get the wrong view about God. Sometimes we present God as one who is out to get us, who is out to beat us down, who is out to punish us. Some people do not even hear or see God, the loving Father, because they are constantly being bombarded with messages about a God who wants to beat them down a God who's going to get them a God who is out to harm and to hurt them and I want you to understand that God is not an abuser of his children I want you to know that God is not an abuser, but God is an awesome father to his children. And I want you to give God his due credit because if an earthly father knows how to love and take care of their earthly children, how much more does our heavenly father know how to love and take care of us? Don't let anybody cause you uh, to believe the wrong things about God and his heart concerning you. You've got to properly discern the heart of God in this hour. Because if you can properly discern the heart of God in this hour, you can get in his will. If you can properly discern the heart of God in this hour, then you can know how to relate to God. And he, God that is, wants us to see him as the awesome father he is he wants to bless you he wants to bless your life he wants to use you to be a blessing in this life he wants to fill your life with his plan and his purpose come on here you got to go back to uh, uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11 and even though that promise comes to God or comes from God towards the nation God still wants you to know that he's got a plan to do you good and not to do you evil he's got a plan to bring you into a future to bring you into an expected end God wants to do for you what nobody else can do for you in your life let me tell you God's intention towards you is good tonight God's intention towards your life is good tonight God's intention for your purpose is good tonight God wants you to know that he's got a heart amen that wants to bless you let me tell you tonight as you're listening to me that God has made it clear that he is not out to harm us but he is instead out to help us see the love of God is unquestionable when man was at his worst that's when God decided to send his best now what can we say about that when we were sinking deep in sin God sent us a savior come on here when we were at our worst when man was at his worst that's when God sent us his best that is the ultimate expression of love that God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son somebody ought to rejoice tonight and give God a shout of praise because if you properly discern the heart of God you know that he's out to help you yeah, God sent us Jesus. Uh, when man was severely jacked up, God sent Jesus. See, see, God intent towards his people is always pure. I want you to get it. I said the intent of God towards his people is always pure. 
here that, that, that God says, I am not out to destroy you. God is not out to destroy you. He wants to develop you. Come on here. And that's what I love about God. There are things that could have and should have very well destroyed me. But instead, God covered me and used those same things to develop me. And that's why I praise him and thank him. Because in those acts, I see the heart of God towards me. I see the desire of God towards me to help me. Oh, come on here. If God wanted to kill me, there were so many opportunities that that could have happened. Oh, but through all you have been through, the Lord continues to preserve you and keep you and sustain you and bring you over. I'm here tonight because I thank God that the heart of God towards me is pure. This is something here. I don't want you to let anything, even the happenings of your life, uh, speak the wrong things to you concerning the intentions of God towards you. Sometimes we go through rough moments. Sometimes we are left with questions why. And amen, I'm not here tonight because I've got all the answers. But one thing I know is that the word of God is clear and I am convinced in my heart that his intentions towards me are pure. That God still has the best for me, wants the best for me. And I don't know, amen, praise God, how and why everything has happened the way that it has. But I believe this, God is working out everything for my good and for his glory that when God gets finished with it, he's going to allow every detail of my life to be a blessing. Oh, come on here. That all things are working together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are the call according to his purpose. Come on, how many of you believe that tonight? That out of all that has happened in your life, God still loves you and he wants to help you. And, and I'm here to tell you, even though you have gone through some pain, God's not going to let it end in pain. Oh, come on here. When you land, you shall land in power. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. Somebody give him adoration. God knows how to turn this thing around and cause it to work in your favor. Somebody give him praise right there tonight. Yeah, I want you to know that God has uh, uh, good intentions for his children. God God wants the best for his children and that will never change. I need you to hear me by the spirit of God. I said God wants the best for his children and that will never change. Come on, you got to make that personal that God say God wants the best for me and that will never change. So I want to look at this a little further tonight as it relates to the text in Luke chapter 5. As we look at Luke chapter 5, we come to understand that the Bible says that Jesus has uh, now uh, come into a situation where uh, as he is uh, uh, there by the lake, that people press on him. They come to him because they want to hear more from him. Now, now as we start talking about discerning the heart of God, I want to look at Luke chapter to five, and I want to uh, suggest to you several things from the text that could help us tonight. 
First of all, when we start talking about discerning the heart of God, looking here in Luke chapter 5, first of all, we want to establish this, that God wants his children to make the word of God a priority in our lives. God wants his children to make the word of God a priority in our lives. God wants his children to make the word of God a priority priority in our lives now I love it because the text opens with the people who are greatly pressing upon the Lord Jesus to hear the word of God the people uh, that are introduced to us in this text watch this are hungry for the word of God uh, they remind us in our own lives that the children of God must be people who are hungry for the word of God come on I need you to hear me tonight by the spirit of God I said the children of God should always be hungry for the word of God that we the children of God must make the uh, word of God a priority in our lives see see we should desire uh, uh, the word of God in our lives as children of God and we should desire more of the word and see this is what I'm telling you tonight that it really it really doesn't matter what you have you ought never lose your hunger for the word of God see we need to get full of the word of God I'm here to tell you that we are in a season now where we are fighting with everything we've got and the best thing we can do is to be one of the best things that we can do is to be full of the word of God come on here when you are filled with the word of God God, then you can go forth and war effectively against the enemy this is what I'm telling you tonight uh, when you when you are full of the word you will always have spiritual ammunition to fight with this is it here one of the greatest weapons of our spiritual warfare is the word of God these people came to Jesus and they're saying to him, pressing on him that is, give us the word. These people come to Jesus and they want the word. See, because this is important here. Consuming God's word is preparing you to win. Come on here. Isn't it it's something when, when the word of God is not a priority in your life, you end up uh, 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 suffering a lot of unnecessary losses? But when God's word becomes a priority in your life, come on here, he then helps you to win. He then helps you to go forth. Oh, come on here. And that's why the enemy does what he can to keep you away from the word of God. Oh, but we've got to be like the people that stood uh, 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 in the presence of Ezra. As he brought out the book of the law, the people were hungry and they would say to Ezra, give us the book. Oh, come on here that's what we need in this hour we need the book we need the word of God we need to hear in this hour what thus saith the Lord because everything is going down but the word of God shall keep on standing oh come on here and this is what I love because we're in an hour now that we can allow ourselves to get off of what the Lord is saying give me the book come on because the only way that I'm going to win this battle 
shadow is standing on the book I need the book come on here so that when the enemy starts buffeting me I can walk in overcoming power do, do you hear what I'm saying here see, see in this hour I'm saying like the uh, saints of old give me the book man made wisdom will fail you human genius will prove to be unprofitable oh but with the warfare I'm facing I need the word of God with the battles I'm fighting I need the Bible is there anybody that says I need the word of God this is important here because not only does uh, 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 is it should it be a priority is it the heart of God for you to make the word a priority it is important to God hallelujah that his people get the word so so you got to make the word a priority but let me tell you something not only should you make the word a priority the next thing that you need to understand is that it is important to God that his people get his word so so it ought to be important to you to give the word but I want you to know it is important to God that you give the word it is important to God that his word becomes a priority in the lives of his people so number one make the word of God a priority in your life but number two always remember that it is important to God that his children get his word isn't it amazing that the people first of all in the text want the word we see them pressing on Jesus to give them the word they, they come to Jesus and they're hungry for the word they want to hear the words that come from his mouth oh but 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 I love this because it's not a just a one-sided thing here not not only are the people excited about getting the word it is the will of God to give it to them it is the will of God that they get it it is the will of God God that they have it. Come on here. That's what I love about God. That, that he always knows how to meet your hunger. Come on here. Th this is something here. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Isn't that just like God? He says bring me your hunger and I'll fill it. Come on here. God wants to fill your longing. God wants to fill your desire for his word. So we we see in the text the people want the word here it is Luke chapter 5 the people want the word come on here but God also wants to give them the word God wants them to get the word and let me tell you something as much as you are hungry for it God is waiting to give it to you come on here God's not going to leave the hungry folk hanging I wish I had a praiser here come on here if you are a hungry of God if you are hungry for the things of God God is not gonna leave you hanging I wish I had somebody here that says I know God's not gonna leave me hanging come on say I'm hungry for the Word of God and God is not going to leave me hanging that's why I'm tuned in tonight I'm not worried about amen who's here and who's not I'm tuned in tonight because I need the Word of God to transform my life and I know God is gonna meet me oh come on here something come on within my spirit come on the Holy Ghost within me has let me know that if I can just tune in God's got a word there for me come on here that God is not going to leave me disappointed I 
desire it and God's not going to disappoint me. Somebody give him praise right there. Come on, because God wants to give you the word. And see, this is what I love. Jesus, when the people came and pressed him, Jesus went to Simon and asked for his boat. Give me your boat, Simon. Look at this. Jesus is so uh, uh, eager to give these people the word that when they came to him, he used Simon's boat as a platform uh, to preach the gospel, to preach the word, to teach them the word of God. And the Bible says that when he entered into Simon's ship and asked Simon to thrust the ship out a little from the land, that he sat down and took the people out of the ship. Jesus used the ship as a platform for preaching his word teaching his word now this is something here because I want you to notice something about the Lord God never wastes time Jesus the eternal logos of God the eternal word of God come on here this is important because when we want to know what the heart of God looks like then we look at the life of Jesus come on here because he's God in the flesh come on here that, that, that things that we need to know about how God behaves and how God thinks and what God's desires are when you look at the person of Jesus those things begin to unfold to you that he is the God man he is Emmanuel he is God with us so that when you look at the life of Jesus then you can through his life see the heart of God being revealed towards you how did Jesus deal with people what did Jesus do when he had people in his midst when Jesus had a crowd what did he do with the crowd you, you see that here in the text come on here because whenever people came into the presence of Jesus he always made it profitable come on here this is what I'm telling you here that's why the devil does not want you getting into God's presence because he knows it's always going to be profitable when you get into God's presence when God's people come into God's presence they always profit you ain't saying nothing but I need you to hear me you can't come keep coming into the presence of God and it not work for your profit come on here I'm telling you so the devil tries to keep us away from the things of God because he knows when we get there we're going to profit come on here the Bible said that Jesus teaches the people now, now I want you to get this because you've got to know it is his desire for his people to hear the word I love this about Jesus he never got a gathering just to entertain them come on here come on Jesus never got a gathering to entertain the gathering he got the gathering to impact the gathering I need you to hear me here come on here Jesus whenever he got the people together he taught them his word on the sermon on the mount he taught his word to the crowd come on here when he went to Capernaum and the house was filled he used the opportunity to teach the people his word when the people came to Jesus at 
the feeding of the 5,000, he used the opportunity to teach his word. Come on here, you know, all this man-made stuff. Come on here. Uh, it was never in the mind of God. Come on here. Church and the people gathering was never about entertainment in the mind of God. God wants you to benefit when believers come together. God wants us to benefit from the teaching of his word. Come on, that's why when we come to the service, we ought to teach people from the Holy Scriptures. When believers gather, we ought to get in the Bible. Come on here, so that the word of God can get in the hearts of the people. Let me tell you something, when entertainment won't do you, come on here, any good, it's take the word of God to bring you through. Come on here, when, when all of the programs we have can't help you, it'll take the proclamation of the gospel to break you free. Come on here, it's something about the word of God that will change your whole life. Somebody give him praise right there. Jesus is clear that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Come on here, what comes out of God's mouth will minister to your whole life. My life needs the word of God because God's word heals. God's word sanctifies. God's word delivers. God's word, God's word restores. God's word fortifies my faith. Come on here. So, so I want you to know that God's word is so powerful that the enemy tries to keep us far away from it as possible. Don't miss me now. I said God's word is so powerful that the enemy tries to keep you as far away from it as possible. He knows that the word of God will make a difference in the lives of his people. Come on. So, so never lose your appetite for the word of the Lord. Desire the sincere milk of the word. Come on, be able to sit up under the meat of the word of God when you can handle it. I don't care what you encounter, keep your appetite for the word of God. See, the word of God is the spiritual bread that will help you to win every battle. I need you to hear this because believers are supposed to be people of the book, of the Bible. That God's word is always supposed to be important in the lives of his people. So God's word opens us up to experience his wonders. Come on. Matter of fact, when you get his word, you, are, you will start expecting him to work wonders. Come on, God wants you to be intentional about getting in his word. See, God wants, to get, uh, wants me to get his word, and I'm going to be intentional about getting it. He wants me to have it, and I'm going to be intentional about getting it. So, so, th this is something here. The, the, the next thing I want to tell you tonight, uh, I, I said, uh, number one, that God wants uh, his people to be intentional about getting his word. And then I said to you, number two, that God, it is the desire of God for his people 
to receive his word. Come on here. So you ought to want it. It's God's desire for you to receive it. And then number three, God wants everything that he has blessed us with to be yielded to his use. Isn't there something here? Because the text says that Jesus comes to Peter. There are two ships out there, but Jesus comes to the one that's owned by Simon and says to Simon, I need your ship and I want you to thrust it out. And the Bible says here that, 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 that Jesus ends up preaching on Simon's ship. He sits down on Simon's ship and teaches the people out of it. Now, isn't there something here? Jesus is teaching out of the ship of Simon. He, he saw Simon washing his nets. He saw Simon and the other fishermen after they had been out a long night washing their nets and they were getting ready to close up shop and go on in. But the Bible says this, that Jesus asked Simon for his ship. Simon gives, makes that ship available to the Lord. And Jesus uses that ship so that he could teach the word. Now, now this is something to me because uh, this ship is something very important to Simon because it is how he is able to gain his livelihood through that fishing boat, that ship. He's able to gain his livelihood, but he sacrifices and gives his ship. He makes it available to the Lord. Don't, don't miss me here. It's something very important to him, but he gives it to the Lord. And Jesus used Simon's ship as a platform to proclaim his message. And I'm saying this to you simply from that, that whatever God blesses you with, honor him with it. Whatever God gives you, dedicate it back to him. Oh, come on here. I'm telling you, do this with everything in your life. God, I thank you for my marriage, but I dedicate it back to you. I thank you for the children you've given me, but I dedicate my girls. I dedicate my sons. I dedicate them back to you so that you can use their life to your glory. God, everything you've given me, I give back to you so you can be glorified in it and through it and with it. This is important here. So, so that whatever God gives us, we ought to dedicate it back to him. That whatever God gives us, we ought to use it to his glory. God has given us gifts and he wants us to use those gifts to his glory. The new life that God has given us in him. He wants us to use that life to testify to others of his goodness. Oh, come on here. How is it that God has transformed your life and then you try to do your own thing with it? No, no, no. When God transforms your life, you ought to submit it to him so that it can be used as a tool to help other people's lives be transformed. When God delivers you out of the mud hole, you ought to let him use your life to demonstrate to others that they can be delivered out of the mud hole. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? That when God has given you something great, you ought to dedicate it back to him. I love it because 
God wants to use everything that we have. See, see, uh, 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 this is it. It is, it is that uh, uh, when, when God has blessed you with something, you know, he wants you to give it back to him. See, see, he has allowed us to acquire so many things and he wants to use them. So, so, so this is it. It is when, when God blesses your life, nothing should be off limits to him. What is it that God has given you? Are you using it to glorify him? Oh, come on here. Those of you, even with our material blessing, use it as an opportunity to glorify him. Look at what he's blessed me with because if it had not been for him, none of this would be possible. Oh, come on here. Everything I got, the truth is because God gave it to me. I know people can talk about hard work and this and that and the other thing. But let me tell you something here. It's going to take health to be able to go out and do hard work. Come on here. It's God who is the healer. It is God who is the sustainer. It is God who is helping us to maintain to do the things that we do. Come on here and everybody ought to celebrate the fact that it is God that has made it happen. I always say it. If I got a nickel in my pocket, I've got to remember that it's God that gave it to me. If I got life, it's God that gave me that. If I got health and strength, it's God that has supplied that. In everything that God has given to me, I'm going to dedicate it back to him. You can have my boat, Peter says. I want you to know tonight that God has blessed us. God continues to be so good, and I intend to remain so grateful. Yeah, I, I want you to hear me tonight. I said, God's been so good. I intend to remain so grateful. Come on here. God continues to be so, so good. And I intend to be so grateful. And this is what I'm telling you tonight. We're talking about ships and we're talking about boat. And Peter gave his ship to the Lord. And the Lord used it as a platform for his uh, purpose. But can I make it even more clear to you tonight that we're not just talking about ships and boats and material possessions come on here although God wants you to dedicate those things to him you know what the Lord really wants he wants your life you know what the Lord really wants he wants you you know what the Lord really wants he wants to use your mouth he wants to use your hand he wants to use your feet he wants you to present yourself unto him as a living sacrifice come on here what am I talking about tonight discerning the heart of God and when you discern the heart of God you will know that everything that God gives us he wants us to dedicate it back to him come on here that there's nothing that God has entrusted you that you ought to keep away from him that whatever he has entrusted to you you ought to dedicate it back to him Lord I love this tonight see because see I found out tonight that what God really wants is Damien what God really wants is me come on here I can clap my hands but really what he wants is me come on more than the car I drive more than the house I live in more than whatever I have God 
God wants me. Oh, come on here. Because when God gets me, he'll get everything else I got. Oh, come on here. When I said when God gets me, then nothing else is off limits. When God gets your life, then nothing else is off limits to him. Somebody grab it right there. Come on, I'm going to say it one more time. When God gets your life, really gets your life, then nothing else is off limits to him. Somebody give him praise right there. The greatest sacrifice that we can offer to the Lord is a yielded life. Come on here. Uh, your highest act of worship is to present yourself to God as a living sacrifice. God wants to use your life as a platform to demonstrate his power. That bold is really a symbol of your life. God wants to use your life. He wanted to use the life of Peter. And there yeah, he does that. Peter, I want your boat. And Peter gave it to the Lord. God wants to use my life as a platform to display his power. And he can have it. Come on here. I was talking about this Sunday at the Wilson Church. That God is looking for a vessel. That the oil flows upon a vessel is poured into a, a vessel come on the oil needs a vessel oh come on here what God wants to do uh, requires a host in the earth I want to be a host for a move of God. Whatever you're doing in the season, Lord, don't do it without me. I want you to use me. Come on here. Use my life to bless others. Use my life to be a demonstration of your power. Come on here. Anybody says, I want to be a host to what God is doing. I want to host the presence of God so that he can move in me and through me. Come on here. So that my life can be a blessing to others. Come on. I want to be a host so that I can advance the kingdom of God in the earth. Isn't it amazing? We're hosting all kinds of parties and we host all kinds of things in the earth. Come on here. When God really wants us, come on in. I'm not kicking that. Come on here. But what I'm saying is that while we're hosting all of these other things, while we're hosting programs, let's not forget to host the move of God. To be able to say, God, here am I. Send me. Here am I. Use me. Yeah, I know it costs, and some people back up because it costs, but it costs, hallelujah, to waste your life. It costs not to be in the will of God. It costs as well. Come on here, to be wallowing in error. It costs. Come on, it was costing you when you were living for the enemy. Baby, guess what? I want to spend my life dedicated to God. Lift your hands and give him praise, honor, and glory right there when you discern the heart of God you will come to understand it's you he really wants oh come on here silver and gold come on here that's not what he's after he wants you God is looking for a vessel God is looking for a host God is looking for somebody that he can pour his oil upon that he can indwell that he can do the miraculous through God is looking for somebody to be a host for a move of God in the earth. He wants you. He wants to use you. Come on here so that you can present your body as a living sacrifice unto him. This is, this is the next thing here. 
He gives Jesus his ship. But the next thing is that the heart of God, when you discern the heart of God, you will come to realize that he never forgets his children. You are not forgotten. This is the next thing. That, that, that discerning the heart of God, you will come to understand that God never forgets his children. God sees you and God wants to help you. Peter and the crew were washing their nets and we find out from verse 5 that they have told all night it's been a rough night. Uh, it's been rough because not only have they told all night but they have caught nothing. They came out toiling all night and not a fish. And Jesus comes where they are. But, but, but now what moves me about the text is when you first read it, Jesus knows all the time that Peter and the rest of the disciples have had a rough night and that they caught nothing and they're washing their nets with nothing. He knows it, but guess what? He doesn't immediately deal with that. If you read the text, the first thing Jesus does is ask Peter, give me your ship. And he goes about teaching the people. It would almost seem from the text with all of this going on that if Jesus were going to come and send them back out there, he would have walked up to the situation and said, I know what you're going through. I see what's happening here. And he would have gotten down the business, business right away. But Jesus doesn't handle it that way. He goes on and he teaches the people first. But guess what? He's not forgotten, Peter. He's not forgotten what they're going through. He's not forgotten the night that they had. He's not forgotten the struggle. He's not forgotten the pain they've endured. He has not forgotten. And I'm telling you, it may look like God is busy doing other things, but let me tell you what, he has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten your struggle. He has not forgotten your situation. He has not forgotten your pain. He has not forgotten the injustices that have gone on in your life and in your situation. You are not forgotten by God. Come on here. You are too favored by God to be forgotten by him. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. I said God favors you too much to forget you. Jesus, the Bible says after teaching the people, he did not forget. It blesses me here because in the beginning of the text, I'm saying, Lord, these people are disappointed and they didn't catch anything. Are you going to do anything for them? But, but, but if you keep reading and, and, and you hit verse 4, you, you, you'll see in verse 4 that when he had left speaking, he then said unto Simon, because he hadn't forgot him. He hadn't forgot what he had been through all night. And when he had left speaking, he talked to Simon. And I want you to know God is speaking to some situations for you. It was rough for them. It was a rough time for them, but God remembered them. See, see, because see, you can rejoice because God always remembers his children. It might be rough, but you are still on God's radar. Come on here. I need you to declare that tonight. It might be rough in some areas for me, but I'm still on God's radar. It don't get so rough in the lives of God's children that he loses you on his radar. I want you to know God knows where you are. God sees you and he's concerned about you. He knows your situation. Oh, come on here. The Savior sees it all. God sees your tiredness. He sees your pain. He sees your situations. And he's going to minister to them. 
This is beautiful to me because Jesus turns around to Simon even when you would think he had forgotten and says, no, I saw it. I had, a, I had an appointed time. I was going to deal with it. I had a due season. I was going to step in. But let me tell you something. I have not forgotten you. There's an appointed time. I'm going to make some things right. There's an appointed time that I'm going to set some of these injustices straight. Come on here. There the, are the things that have caused you pain. But before it's over, I'm going to lead you into a mighty payday. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'm talking about discerning the heart of God you've been through a whole lot of hurt but baby you have not lost your health God's gonna help you before the break of day he's gonna do it for you I need you to hear me tonight in the spirit God says I'm concerned about what you're concerned about so God uh, is wanting to help his people. Uh, uh, tonight, I want you to get there. Come on, say, I am not forgotten by God. Come on, say, I am not forgotten by God. Come on, when you discern the heart of God, you will know that God never forgets his children. But this is it. God shows up for us. This is the next one. God will show up for us in the very hour of our disappointments. Peter and those who were with him, both ships had been out all night and caught nothing. Come on, that's what they say to Jesus in verse 5, that we have toiled all night. That was hard work. They labored. They put in a good night of work. Did everything they knew how to do as wise fishermen. And the result is we caught nothing. But Jesus walks in as they're washing their nets, as they're hanging it up and going to the house, as they're about to call it quits. Jesus walks in. Now, now I just need to know, is there anybody listening to me that you were on the verge of give up and God stepped in? Is there anybody that came close to quit? And God stepped in and canceled that thing. Oh, come on here. I talked about this not long ago last year, uh, that, that, that God knows how to step in and cancel your quit. And I need about 10 of you listening to me, amen, that'll give God a praise right there because you were on the verge of quit and God canceled the whole thing. I just need about 25 of you that says, yeah, 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 that's me too. And I want to praise him because God canceled my quit. Lift your hands right there and give him praise, honor, and glory. I had made up my mind I was done, but he canceled my quit. I had said to myself I wasn't going back out there, but he canceled my quit. I had already told a few people that I was finished, but God stepped in and canceled my quit. Lift your hand, open your mouth, because some of you are on the verge of give out, but the Lord canceled your quit. Lift your hand, open your mouth, and give God a praise right there. I just need about 25 in your bedroom, in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you might be, lift your hands and thank God tonight for canceling your quit. He canceled my quit. I was on the verge of give up, but he canceled my quit. And the Lord steps in and says, 
to them launch out. So, so, so this is what I want you to get. I want you to know that, that God will step in at the moment of your disappointment and he knows how to keep you going. He knows how to motivate you to move forward. And this is what the Lord said uh, to them. He said to them, launch out into the deep. He speaks to Simon, says to him, launch out into the deep. He says to Simon, launch out into the deep. Come on here because this is the heart of God. The heart of God wants you to continue to mature in your walk with him. Come on, I just said you are not forgotten by God. And then I said, uh, uh, the next thing I said is that God wants you to know that he will be there in your moment of disappointment. God will show up when you're trying to give up and he will cancel your quit but but the next thing is God desires his people to mature in their walk with him he said to Simon launch out into the deep now in the natural he wants him to take the boat out of the shallow waters and go into deeper waters where he can catch something oh but I need you to get this here uh, in the spirit God is saying to his people get out of the shallow place spiritually speaking God is calling his people deeper like he did with Ezekiel. He wants us to yield to his direction. See, see, getting saved is just first base. God wants you to grow up in him. I said getting saved is just first base. God wants you to grow up in him. See, see, God doesn't just want to give you eternal life. He also wants to use you in this life. Come on here. Thank God that you are headed to heaven, but don't forget that he wants to use you while you're here. Come on here, I need somebody to grab it. God not only wants to gift you, he also wants to grow you. And so we've got to be intentional about pressing deeper into the things of God. Make time for God. Come on, and it'll do you good. Consistently seek the Lord, and it'll change your life. See, see, ministry, I'm telling you, listen to me, ministry will be so much effective when it is accompanied by maturity come on here don't miss me come okay have you ever seen people they're highly gifted but very lowly uh, low in character come on here and i don't care how gifted you are come on here if your character is poor come on here it limits your audience come on here get me now come on here i said if you if you if you're gifted very gifted but don't have character it will sooner or later limit your audience come on here because people don't want to be bothered by people come on here who know how to sing but they don't know how to speak oh come on here people don't want to deal with folk that know how to preach come on here but they don't know how to get along with nobody oh come on here this is what I'm telling you that, that, that if, you're, if you're gifted and you have no character sooner or later it will limit your audience oh but I need you to raise up with me here because when ministry is accompanied by maturity come on here then it becomes a high 
highly effective. Ministry is so much more effective when it is accompanied by maturity. See, deeper denotes a walk with God, deeper in dedication, deeper in your prayer life, deeper in your worship, deeper in your study of the word. This is the hour, not for believers to back up because God is calling us deeper. Come on, it's time to press in deeper. Time to pray and get deeper. Time to get in the word and go deeper. Somebody praise him right there. I don't care what you've accomplished. There is more. You can't exhaust God. He always has more. As the world gets deeper in wickedness, the saints must get deeper in our walk with God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Discerning the heart of God is to discern that he's calling you deeper. Oh, come on here. I can give God a shout of praise right there. Now I'm getting ready to quit here, but can I give you one more? God uh, wants to help you win. Come on here. I said God wants to help you win. That's why God gives you instructions to help you win. That's why God has left his word to help you win. Because when you follow God's plan, it'll get you promoted. Somebody give him praise right there. Come on, somebody say God's word is helping me to win. That's why when I'm in warfare, my weapon of choice is the word of God. Oh, come on here and give God a shout of praise right there. That's what Jesus did when he was in warfare. He said to the enemy, it is written. Oh, come on here. When you know what is written, then you can stand against the war of the enemy. Lift your hands and give God a praise right there. See, this is all God wants. My next one is not only does God want to help you win, he wants you to always include him. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your path. Depend on God. Depend on his strength. And the Lord said to Peter, launch out him the deep. Come on here because I'm going to do something for you. Come on here. I need you to get this. He said launch out into the deep and I want you to expect that you're going to bring something mighty in. Come on here. That's what I want you to know here. That God wants to help you. Come on here. But he wants you to include him. When you acknowledge the Lord, he'll do something large. Lift your hands right there. And this is the next thing. God wants you to lift your expectation. Obey God and expect him to move. Lift your hands right there. Go big and go bold. Obey God and expect him to move. Come on here. He said to Peter, I want you to get ready for a drought because God never tells you to do anything if he's not intending to bless you. Oh, come on here. Come on, God is not just talk. God is power. Lift your hand. And he said, get ready to pull in. When you pray, get ready to pull it in. Come on here. When you praise me, get ready to pull it in. Come 
come on here when you give me your life expect me to do something large somebody give God a praise right there come on here God wants you to obey him and expect fruit to come from your obedience Bible says this he says to Peter go out there Again, Peter says to him, but Lord, you don't know we've already been out there and we've toiled all night and it's been hard out there. And he said, go back out there again. And this time, I want you to go back out there and expect to, to bring in some fear. Expect that you're going to have your net fear. Come on here. Because God says, when I give you a word, that ought to lift your expectation. And when you go forth and obey God, you ought to go forth knowing that God is good for his word. Come on here, I love that here because Peter said, even though we've toiled, even though it's been hard, even though we've given our best, even though we've toiled all night, he said, nevertheless, at thy word, look right there. Come on here, he said, Master, we've toiled all night, we've taken him nothing, but nevertheless, at thy word, if you say so, we'll go back out there and do it again. I'm can I tell you, when you obey God, you will always get success. Somebody give God a shout right there. That's the last thing here. When you obey God, you are assured success. When you follow the voice of the Savior, you are assured success because the obedience to God will draw the overflow of God. Your obedience to God I'm here to tell you, will help you to come into the overflow. When you obey God, new doors will open. When you obey the Savior, it'll open up doors for the supernatural. Somebody praise God. When you follow the Savior, you can expect success. Obey God and watch him work it out. And when they obeyed God, let down their net. The Bible said that their obedience caused the overflow to come in their direction. They had so many fish that they couldn't even pull them all in. Come on here, because when you obey God, I'm here to tell you, overflow will be attracted to your life. And the Bible said there were so many fish, they couldn't even pull them in alone. They had to call in help. Watch this. And the Bible said that men from the other ship had to come in and help Peter because his obedience caused other folk to get blessed. Oh, come on here. Your obedience don't just affect you. Your obedience will open up the door for other folk to get blessed. And the Bible said that not only was Peter's ship filled, Simon's ship filled, but guess what? The ship, the other ship was full of fish. So many fish that the net break and it couldn't be contained. Somebody praise God because the heart of God, the desire of God is to fill your life and overflood you with his best. 
somebody give God a shout right there if you discern the heart of God he wants to bless you so you can be a blessing somebody lift your voice open your mouth and give him praise may God fill your boat and break the net come out of your expectation may he go over and above everything you've asked him lift your head open your mouth give God a praise for the overflow for the overflow for the overflow for the overflow may God bless you may God strengthen you some of you are in a low moment but God is blowing on your situation you gonna get up from there you gonna rise up out of that situation God's healing your body God's making everything all right somebody give him praise <laughs> somebody give him honor somebody give him glory I discern the heart of God and his plans towards me are good somebody give him praise somebody give him glory somebody give him honor tonight the plan of God for your life is a great plan get in it follow the Lord with everything you've got if you follow the Lord favor will always follow you that's my message tonight discern the heart of God God is not against you he's for you come on God doesn't hate you he loves you come on and even when God chastens you he's not changed his mind about you he only wants to help you to get back in his will because he wants to bless your life and he wants to make you a blessing in the earth I love you all tonight discern the heart of God towards you discern the heart of God towards his people he wants to help us not to hurt us he doesn't want to beat us down he wants to bless us all he wants us to do is get an alignment with his will for our lives thank God for all of you tonight continue to pray for me I'm going to pray for you this has been a powerful teaching tonight and I believe that God is going to meet you at your point of need you are not forgotten get your expectation up I'm here to tell you God is still ready to do something big in your life and I'm believing the Lord that he's going to start I'm telling you blessings are going to be at your bedside miracles are going to meet you early in the morning I'm believing that God's best is still about to unfold in your life. Share this word. Get it out to somebody. You've been blessed. And I know that somebody else will be blessed also. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. I love you tonight with the love of God.